Physics, the mini-series, an introduction, take one. Usually, when I'm creating episodes for this podcast, I, I chat straight off the top of my head for you know, however long. And that's what I do in this episode coming up as well. Uh, but then, after chatting for however long, uh, right at the end, I, uh, you know, as a result of having chatted about it, I think, I think to myself, I, right, I can actually wrap this up in a much sort of more succinct way, you know, or a better way, or, you know. And then I, then I chat that at the end, but then often what I do, I bring that chat at the end, I bring that back to the, fore, to the front. You know, here com- now, here comes one such chat that I spoke at the end of the episode, but I'm bringing it forward now to the start of the episode. And, uh, and, and, and that will be a kind of introduction to just this episode, uh, which I've spoken after the episode is finished, and, and then you get to hear the episode that I spoke earlier. Here it comes. Now, what I'm talking about here um, is a certain period of time in history uh, called, you know, I think it's called, the Scientific Revolution. It was that period of you know, Isaac Newton and all that, um, which is a few hundred years ago, uh, when... Um, when all the most amazing formulas, when, when a whole lot of amazing, when we had a great leap forward as a human race in terms of understanding how the universe ticks. You know? And um, it was a wonderful age. And we call it the age of, I think we call it the age of classical physics or, you know, classical mechanics and all this sort of thing. Um, yeah, it was that the period of the scientific revolution, I think it's called. You know, it was at the same time as the Enlightenment, you know, uh, the European Enlightenment, if you like. Um, it was that period, okay? So uh, this bit now is about that. Um, I'll say no more about that, have a listen, and then we'll get on to the episode proper. getting at with all that is that prior to this period you know the scientific revolution you know um there were so many things that didn't that seemed to not follow an order that you know there were so many things that seemed to be miracles you know lightning and all that sort of stuff you know Um, babies being born and all that sort of thing you know um just about everything in the world seemed to be a miracle of one sort or another you know and um and not internally consistent within the universe you know no no cause and effect no cause other than well other than what people could only assume was the hand of god reaching into the universe and making those things happen you know like zeus actually uh being in the clouds and throwing thunderbolts literally you know they couldn't spot the cause and effect within the universe you know that's what i'm getting at and people start to say oh 
the universe is actually internally consistent, you know. Um, and, um, yeah, look, after all, when all the dust settles on all this, you know, there, there were still people that used to say, all right, all, even if there are no miracles in the within the universe, um, something had to kickstart it, you know. And, and, and they pushed God back to there, you know, and said he pre-coded it. Rather than the hand of God was reaching into the universe and doing things, you know, the hand of God uh, created the thing in the first place and, you know, even created evolution and all that sort of thing. And this is where it's all getting to, you know. But the point is you can just ignore God then and say, all right, so he started it all, but let's just put that aside now. And, um, and you don't even have to believe that or agree with that, you know. But the point is it's not relevant to this episode physics whether god started the universe or not it's just not relevant you know you can yes all right agree believe that or not doesn't really matter really doesn't matter you know um what i was getting what i was getting at with all of that is um humans um for the first time ever um began to believe that they were on the road you know they hadn't got there there were still some things that they hadn't worked out formulas for, and they still are to this day, you know. Um, but they were saying, you know, if we put our minds to it, we can probably find... We can find everything, you know. We can find a an all-encompassing um, formula that describes everything within the universe, and that's what they were working towards, you know. And they said... And people had this, you know, when I said a peace and calm came over people... Um, at this point in time, the peace and calm I mean is um, uh, that that sense of calm that oh, there's some orderliness to it all that we never really spotted before. That sort of calm, it's all going to make sense. That sort of calm, you know, um, amazing formulas came up that um, that completely made the hand of God reaching into the universe. That idea go up in a puff of smoke. You know, because you could see the cause and effect of things. You know, that's what I'm getting at. Now, um, uh, it, you could almost call it an age of certainty, you know, where people were confident um, that there was an orderliness to everything and that we, we were on the verge of solving every formula possible you know, that would describe everything that happens in the universe. Yeah, and people started to sort of, you know, people got very excited and went hell for leather um, looking for those formulas and they, they collected together so many of them and they were looking for the one big, and they, and, they, and they started to notice that one formula over here um, matched another formula over there, you know, and they turned those two formulas into one big formula and things like that. And they were saying, if we keep doing that, we're going to have one unified formula that describes everything that happens in the universe, you know. Um, I forget what they call that. Um, you know, a unified form, uh, formula of nature, you know. Um, you, you'll, if you know anything, you know your physics, you'll probably know what I'm trying to talk about. Okay, so that's that. Um, yeah. Now, as it turns out, um, uh, we are humans, you know, just when they were feeling certain they were going to solve everything, they, at the same time, um, they created new technologies at the same time, um, yeah, because these things go together, yeah. um, um, and started to look deep into the atom, 
you know, and far back in time to the Big Bang and discovered it, even discovered the Big Bang, you know, so to speak. And um, and they started to see, uh-oh, um, we're, we thought we were just about there. We're only getting started, you know. There's a whole world, a layer of the universe that doesn't follow this layer of uh, formulas we've developed so far that match really well um, our everyday sort of interactions with the universe on a macro level. There's another, there's, there are layers upon layers upon layers that we don't perceive in our everyday life, like subatomic levels, um, where these formulas don't fit. Oh my God, we thought we were almost there and we're only just getting started. And um, so, um, that's that. Okay, that was that, as I say. And now, on to the episode proper. Right, so we're going to be talking about physics. And I think this episode here, in the overall series on physics, is going to have to be a segue of sorts, because I started with some hocus-pocus. Quantum mysticism, that was the previous episode. Uh, But um, as I move on to the episode that follows this one, I want to get into some hard physics. Yeah, that's where that's my aim to get to get towards some hard physics. Speed equals distance over time, force equals mass times acceleration, and all that sort of exciting stuff, you know. Uh, but somehow I need to move from all that hocus pocus in the previous episode um, to uh, to the good stuff. You know? Now. I don't know about... Some people get really relaxed with Hocus Pocus because they can let anything be true, you know, but I get a bit giddy. I get a bit giddy. And I prefer the boundaries uh, and safety net that physics affords. Um, People... I think a lot of people like the fact that... like the way that um, mysticism and... Um, believing what you want to believe and all that sort of thing can, you know, if you don't like something about something that's right before your eyes, if you don't like it, you can just declare it not there, you know, um, and things like that. You know, people like that stuff. Well, the previous episode is for you. Uh, but the, the episode coming up after this one is for me. I find it, I find it very relaxing if I can get some boundaries going and some rules and um, and put aside the miracles, um, which is what I'll be doing in the next episode. Um, but I'm at pains in the next episode to say, to point out that I am not disrespectful towards Hocus Pocus. And the world I want to bring myself into is classical physics in the first instance you know, because the world itself and I'm talking the humans of this world um, they found some order in the universe 
uh, a couple of hundred years ago, about 300 years ago, and everything seems to look solid, you know. And, um, and I, I think um, a sense of calm and, um, and, and peacefulness came upon uh, the world at that time of sorts. Yeah. And, and, and the sense of calm that came upon them was, you know, because the world seemed random and chaotic and nobody could make much sense of it. Uh, and, um, and then, you know, we came, there was this period called the Enlightenment, you know, Isaac Newton and all this sort of stuff, you know, um, when suddenly all the things that people we're used to looking at in the universe and all the things that people were used to interacting with, you know, things that moved, so things that they were looking at, things that stayed still, things that moved, all the experiences that humans were having, um, some geniuses were able to um, manage to find some patterns to it all. A sense of uh, calm came over people, you know, in their minds, you know. Um, Calm might not be the right word. It might be more a sense of confidence, you know, because they were actually quite excited, you know. A sense of confidence. Um, But it, it was a feeling that was a lot less giddy than before. You know, where um, before it was the hand of God that was causing everything, you know, literally on the spot within the universe, you know, and now there was a sense of calm that said, oh, it's not such a, um, a random ride being in this universe. Um, there's a, actually some internal consistency in the universe and uh, it was more that. So it was a, a kind of confidence and an excitement. A, an ex, you know, maybe it was an excited confident sense of calm all right everybody we're on the verge of unlocking um the the a single formula formula that will describe everything that happens in the universe maybe it was something like that you know they were on their way and optimism that's the word i was looking for People like Isaac Newton and many others, um, you know, Maxwell, and you know, too many to mention. Uh, and I won't mention them all because I can't remember them all. <laughs> but I remember those two guys. Um, they found an orderliness to it all, an orderliness to those things that we humans for millions of years had been looking at, plain as day, right in front of our eyes and interacting with. You know, so an apple falling from a tree, um, there was a, you know, one, people, you know, it just seemed like it was just falling from the tree. Why? Why wasn't it falling up? You know, and all that sort of thing. And no one really knew, you know, why it was falling down and not up. Yeah. Um, why? You know, and even people didn't know why. Uh, Yes, we did. 
Uh, we did know why the apple was falling down and not up. It was God's will. Now get out. <laughs> Just get out. Uh, Jackie, lock the door. <laughs> I've already hinted at this before, but um, this f classical physics I'm talking about, you know, the physics of Newton's time, uh, the physics that very explained very well um, all the things that we perceive in the universe, um, in our day-to-day -day lives, um, you know, after, after this period, you know, um, we... Uh, technology um, advanced even further and we started to invent instruments that extended our senses further and we began to perceive th uh, things that no human had ever perceived before yeah and uh, yeah. and we we were able to see deep into the molecule and into the atom and um, you know, effectively see uh, things at an, a, a very, 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 very small level. And we started to see towards the edges of the universe, basically, you know, to the very small, you know, and also to the very cold, you know, down what happens when we get down to absolute zero towards it, and you know, to the very fast, you know, what happens when we get to all these edges of the universe, you know, to the very fast towards the speed of light, um, what happens to... Um, what happens to stuff then, you know, in the natural world? And, you know, the, uh, when we look back to the Big Bang, you know, what happened there, you know? And when we got to all these edges of the universe, you know, whether that's been, you know, at very, to the very, very cold or to the very, very fast or the very, very long ago, you know, and all that stuff, and to the very, very small, um, when we got to these, you know, we started to... Um, sort of detect and work out what was happening there um, and um, and we found that the physics we had invented that very well explained um, things that happen on a macro level in our ordinary day-to-day -day existence. We found that those laws that we were making, as good as they were, and we still use them in our macro lives, in our normal day-to-day -day lives, um, you know, we haven't thrown them away. They're still useful. But we found that they don't work when we get to the edges of the universe. And, you know, now, <laughs> it was more, it was a kind of a case of, oh, no, you know, we were so close, you know, we, got, we almost got to the mind of God, you know. We, we had God worked out there for a bit. And uh, now, now we've found a whole new layer of the natural world, you know, the very small and the very cold and the very fast, you know, and the very far away, we found we we have now detected a whole layer of the universe um, that uh, is not following these laws and you know appears to be following other laws and other laws that we don't understand yet, you know, yeah. and obviously that's when um, the um, the people who um, when you don't know something, say they do, you know, these are the um, spiritual people and the superstitious people, you know, you say, oh, I don't know how, um, I don't know um, how everything happened at the Big Bang, you know, 
uh, because our laws of physics are clearly breaking down there. So um, I don't know the mechanism of the Big Bang, you might say, you know. And that's when a superstitious person chops in and says, aha, you don't know. Oh, bingo. Um, that opens the door to me saying, then I do. You know? But in my classroom, it opens no such door. You're the sort of person who, before we knew how lightning was caused, you said that was God too, didn't you? you know? Now, you know, because back then I was saying, I don't know how lightning is created. And you said, well, I do. So I've got one over you. You know, That's what you said. And then I found out how lightning worked. And you say, oh, well, you know, that one doesn't count. Uh, just a quick word to God, if I may. Um, we're still coming for you. Yeah. Uh, the job got harder. The subatomic particle behaviour and wave behaviour and all this sort of thing. The job just got harder. Um, we, we, we thought we were just about there. And we're just only just getting started. The job got harder, but we're still coming for you, God. Yeah. To which God might reply, you know... <laughs> Um, you know, in, in an even more dramatic voice. You know, God can do dramatic voices really well. Um, oh, you say you're coming for me? <laughs> what accent is that? West Indian? Um, you say you're coming for me? <laughs> I'm coming for you. Yeah. Climate change, for example. I'll get you with that, you know. You'll get so clever. You will get so clever. And you, you the minute you discover the mind of God, it'll be a horror to you to discover what God has in mind for you, should you try to understand the mind of God. Was that dramatic enough? <laughs> ah, Bible's not welcome in this classroom either. Get it out. <laughs> made myself nervous just then. Not because of God, I don't care about him, you know. Um, I challenged God, you know, not too long ago in one of these uh, episodes um, to strike me down dead in the middle of the night. I said, go on, if you're so tough, strike me down dead, you know, and he failed. And then I asked the devil the same thing, you know, strike me down dead, I bet you can't, you know, he didn't. Uh, So, yeah, they've got nothing. Um, But I I, I scared myself on another level because, uh, and this is not, you know, within the scope of this classroom, really. Um, uh, But it does seem to be true so far that as we uh, get closer to understanding how things work in the universe, it does appear to be the case that we use that information to invent things that are destroying the the, um, environment. Uh, Does seem to be the case. You know, we all, uh, we tend to secretly hope that will use all that knowledge for good rather than evil, you know. Or, you know but it's, 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 it's allowed certain things to happen, all this invention. Bloody Europeans, you know, they're, the, they're to blame, really. They started it all, scientific revolution, you know, and, uh, yeah, um, and the Enlightenment and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, for a start, it's, um, have you seen the population explosion in the world lately? You know, absolutely astronomical, you know, and um, 
Uh, but also the consumption popula- uh, explosion, you know, both. You know, people say, oh, it's not population, it's consumption. You know, and then someone says, well, well sorry, this is not either or, it's both. You know. And uh, Vladimir Putin even mentioned recently, um, even if there are developing countries that don't have as much consumption, you know, so their population explosion is not apparently such a bad thing, um, we're into human rights too, so we want them. You know, we're working towards them having our lifestyle yeah, here in the West. Um, oh, look, that's a whole episode in itself, climate change, you know. Um, uh, so, um, and, and it is science, climate change, you know, the science of climate change. Yeah, obviously in this classroom we'll be, we'll be putting the passion aside um, and and just analysing the science, the physics of climate change. Um, we won't get into the debate, uh, but yeah, we we really must have a little mini mini series on climate change. You know, I'd really like that because uh, I don't understand it very well, um, and I should. You know, so we will eventually we'll have a couple of episodes, three or four episodes on seven or eight episodes on. 100 episodes on climate change, you know, like it's a big issue. Um, but again, we're going to have to be careful when we do, you know, because I don't want to get into um, spraying red paint on buildings, on, on Parliament, you know. Um, I don't want to go to Canberra and spread red, red paint on Parliament. I just want to get to the bottom of climate science, um, climate change, climate scientists, what, climate science, and, um, and try and get it down in my head and on this podcast and, and then leave it to others to spray the red paint. You might think, I, you know, um, that I should follow through and be passionate, you know. Well, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Um, how do you know I'm not? You know? How do you know I don't do that sort of thing? You know? Because um, this podcast as a whole is... Uh, has taken on an attitude that's not exactly mine. Um, you know, I've given it a fake name, Charlie. You know, that's not my real name, and all that sort of thing. I, I do that so that I can see things from a different perspective, a spe- perspective other than my own. Yeah. So how do you know I don't do that? We need some people just putting the facts down without getting all emotional, and then letting other people get emotional um, about that. And uh, and and that's what this podcast is for. It's not political. You know, I'm apolitical and I'm amoral in this podcast. In this classroom, we're amoral. And it's really important to be amoral sometimes. Um, because, you know, in being moral, you know, if you're determined to be moral, you know, um, you can cloud your own judgment. What if your idea of morality is wrong? You know, um, you can be quite certain, you know, we tend to believe that our idea of morality is right, you know. So you say, be moral, you know, what if I got my morality wrong? You know, what if I'm a humanist and it's better for the human race to go extinct and leave the animals and the plants to it? What if that's a morality? You know, I, I might have a morality that says that human dignity must be protected at all costs. That might be my morality, you know. But is that the morality of a bird so morality's not always as obviously a good thing as it appears. Humanism you know, might be a very bad idea. It might be at odds with 
um, environmentalism um, and that sort of thing, you know. So there is a rationale for um, being amoral in certain contexts, I think. You know where I was going with all of that. The point is, this is this um, episode is a segue between what's gone before. Yeah, me just chatting about all the possibilities, you know, all the possibilities with politics and intuition. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. You're telling me you got a gut feeling that you know such and such is, um, you know, you just found out someone got pregnant or something, and and um, you had a gut feeling that that person was going to have get pregnant, and you were right, you know. Oh, that's, you know, but that's not physics, you know. This is that whole area where I, where, you know, in the previous 92 episodes, I would say, okay, I can buy that. You know, you had a gut feeling that person was going to get pregnant, that person got pregnant. And I'll say, okay. And, and, and then I'd say, you know, you're convinced that there was, there was definite cause and effect going on there. And I say, yes, I am. And I say, how do you know? And I say, because I just feel it deeply. Um, I'm actually a very much more spiritual person than you, Charlie. And I say, I agree with that. I actually am not very spiritual at all. And I have noticed that you are very spiritual. And so I can't say you're wrong, you know. Um, and, and, uh, you know, and the person I'm sp- speaking to says, you know, gets a good feeling when I say that, you know, and says, well, that's nice, you know. Um, and, and, and they walk away and they, and they, they really feel like they're kind of godmother to that baby that's coming along because they dreamed it into the universe, you know, because they had a gut feeling that that baby was going to come along, you know, notwithstanding um, that they kind of knew that the woman happened to be married and a few other things um, and was of a child uh, birthing age, you know, it feels like it was just a gut feeling, but they are feeding some science into their gut feeling, are they not? You know, and there's that slight problem they didn't nominate, you know, uh, prior, you know, they nominated it after. But the point is, I'm a, in the previous 92 episodes, I was able to say, yep, I'm on deck with that, you know, because I can't prove, I can't prove that you're wrong, you know. I can't say that you didn't have that gut feeling. So, in the previous 92 episodes or so, you know, I can allow all that stuff, but going forward, in the episode that's coming up, you say you had a gut feeling that the lady was going to have a baby? Not allowed. Yeah. Um, yeah, not allowed in my classroom. Um... It, did, it, it, it does not pass the tests uh, that um, allow it to be fact in this classroom. And, you know, and suddenly that person I was, who was feeling so nice about my attitude towards that person, you know, prior in the previous episode, I said, oh, yeah, before you were, you know, you're saying that I could be right. Oh, you could be right, you know, against the rules of hocus pocus is what I'm saying. You know, I was, I was allowing, I was allowing for the possibility of hocus pocus before, but I'm not allowing, you know, we've, we, we've left that classroom. We're hopping in another classroom now. It's a physics classroom and I'm about to define, uh, you know, create a definition of physics that makes all that possibility that has been sustaining you in your beliefs, 
you know, your intuition and all that sort of stuff, you know, your sense of self and all that sort of stuff, the sense of who you are and what your powers are. Um, in this classroom that I'm bringing you into, if you should, if you would like to come into it, I don't think you will, but if you'd like to come into it, all that gets, uh, goes up in a puff of smoke. It's not welcome. It's not here. It's not there. <laughs> doesn't exist your intuition doesn't count where we're going do you want to come along she says no <laughs> i say fine <laughs> i don't want any listeners anyway okay so that's that look that's the intro this is my segue from um the world of this podcast prior to this episode to the world of this podcast coming up next and it'll take some time for me to to, to define what I mean by physics, you know, because I have to figure that out in my own head. Um, it'll take some time for me to develop a definition of physics that suits me. And dot, dot, dot. Um, wait for it. that's enough of introduction take one Uh, there's four more takes on the introduction i'm going to actually repeat the introduction four times four different ways Uh, i don't know if that'll come off or not look if you don't even want to find out skip forward four episodes get past all these introductions you know Uh, if i why do i even do this sort of thing you know and four different introductions to the same thing. I, I actually don't know. <laughs> um, I really just like the sound of my own voice. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that.